Welcome, podcast listeners, to Roll Radio, where each week we listen in as aspiring adventurers play the world's greatest role-playing game, Dungeons and Dragons. Join us as we travel to far-off Faerun, where we discover the Sword Coast in turmoil and in desperate need of heroes. Last time on Roll Radio... A standoff at the Justice Pride Inn. Surrounded by goblinoids, our heroes were forced to flee and make their stand from inside the Justice Pride. While Cullen and Esmir made lofty battle plans, Jake planned his next long rest, hoping it would not be a permanent one. Soon, from all around, the enemy came flooding in. But thanks to Esmir's ball bearings, many came slippity-sliding in. Unfortunately, Elric also slipped and twisted his ankle. Though hobbled by his injury, Elric fought gallantly. Cullen went mano a mano with his arch-nemesis slash friend, Goblin Boss. While Jake continued his missing streak, and fled screaming like a little girl. Frenemies were made. War cries were cried. Little pricks were shocking grasped. And, according to Jake, Cullen became a man. Severely wounded and with Elric close to death, our heroes won the day. But, what will tomorrow bring? And, what is Wi-Fi? Deep down, do goblins really hate themselves? Will drinking a bunch of booze actually help Jake hit something? I doubt it. But who knows? Let's find out in this episode of Scourge of the Sword Coast. going to go up to Jake and I'm going to tell Jake don't lose faith Jake your blessings have helped us through all of this and I'm going to give him my uh, ink and I'm going to give him my pen and some parchment and I say this is for you you need to tell this you need to tell the story you know, maybe you've been off because you forgot your writing stuff. Thank you, Esmond. Oh, that this, is, this is a wonderful gift. Agma has forsaken me. I, I just know. You're welcome. <laughs> and unlike you, I have a very good memory, so I don't need to be jotting stuff down all the time. <laughs> My memory is for shit. I've been looking for oh, Tinko. Oh, no. He's got to get the jab in at the end. <laughs> all right, so here's... You guys got uh, 1,350 experience, which comes out to 338 uh, each. So you guys are now about 600 points away from fourth level. Holy awesome smokes. sauce. So at four, at level four for me, do I actually get to hit something? Yes, that's what it says. For a cleric at level four, you can start hitting stuff. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Because I am 100% with my misses. 
page hey, 121. You hit the books every night, baby. You hit the books. I hit books. the books and they're not helping me. <laughs> I don't understand it. I, <laughs> I, it's just the past two weeks has been just for shit with my it's okay. Skills. You got but your cold okay. dice. Got cold dice. They'll that's warm okay. up. They you'll will have one some... night. You'll have a good night. I just need a long rest at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and you guys uh, took a long rest in this room here, and you definitely needed it because you guys had quite the standoff here in the Jester's Pride Inn, where Elric almost died, but thanks to uh, Jake's. Uh, medical skills was stabilized and you guys dragged his unconscious body into this room, barricaded yourselves in, and took a long rest. And throughout the night, Asilius helped you keep watch, flying around Jolkin, and his only reports were that Jolkin was eerily quiet and empty with zero activity. Nice. Though he did report that there seemed to be some goblins across the river but, oh, there's that little outpost on the other side of the chain. Right. That might However, be all that's left. Also, let's consider that there's probably people tied up places. Yeah. So we after they we're rested, away the prisoners though as slaves. I agree though. After we're arrested, we should probably go and and make a, a solid check of Jolton. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then kill those remaining guys that were across the river. I was about to say, well, all we, let's just go down to where the water wheel is and take a look across the river and see what we can see. Yeah. You know. Be like, hey, yeah, we'll douche just, goblins. We'll mark them. You're the smelt of elderberries. Yeah, do that Braveheart <laughs> thing where everybody drops their drawers and moons yeah. them. I like that idea. That's a good <laughs> idea. All right. You guys finish your long rest here and set out to explore Jolkin and see if there are any more goblins or any survivors. Yes. Yeah. Okay, you exit the Jester's Pride Inn as the sun is beginning to rise. A cool wind blows through Jolkin's empty streets. It's eerily quiet, and the only sounds are the crows fighting over the choicest bits of dead goblin flesh. You thoroughly explore this upper section of Jolkin, and you find nothing. No goblins, no survivors, no valuables. Okay. I want to make... We should make our way to the bridge, cross the bridge, pick up bolts and arrows and whatever else we need as we move our way into the southern portion. I agree. Okay. So um, go ahead and give yourself half your bolts back. Um, you find them stuck in various places. <laughs> Unfortunately, none of them are stuck in any bodies. Isn't that the truth? <laughs> so there was a bright side. Half of them got broken because somebody stepped on them. Or they went into the moat. Mm, lost forever. Yes, lost forever. All right, so you enter the lower part of Jokin and begin your search. Section by section, house by house, building by building, you sweep the area and you find that Jolkin has been ransacked and trashed. What you don't find are survivors or valuables. You eventually make it to the southernmost part of Jolkin and the mill. You can hear the water wheel turning and spinning and foaming in the current. And next to the mill is a building that stands out from the rest here in Jolkin. It's a two-story half-timber uh, building with uh, mud-plastered walls that are painted in hues of blue and green. 
you enter the building and you find piles and piles of uh, wool and reams of fabric, and you're quickly reminded of what Jokin was known for, right? They were a village of cloth makers. And you go further inside, you find various workshops with spinning wheels and weaving looms and uh, dyeing stations uh, uh, surrounded by vats of colorful dyes. And then you head up to the second floor and you find some private rooms up there. And you find one room that you know was occupied by goblinoids. You recognize their filth anywhere. And in that room, you find a trunk. And inside of the trunk, is it locked? I was about to say, is it locked or is it open? It is not locked. Well, you should probably still check it for traps. I'd like to check check it for traps. I'm going to aid you in your perception. So. Oh, wow. That'll do. Where were those dice earlier? I have no idea. It only works with with abilities, apparently. (laughs) All right. So you find it's not trapped, and you open it up, and you see loot. Right. This is the hobgoblins. This is all the stuff they've looted from the city or the town. You coins, simple jewelry, silver ornaments from the uh, from the shrine of Shantae. And you look at it, and it looks to be worth about 150 gold pieces. Let's take. Well, should we should, should we take it, or should we keep it here, and then, and then when the people come back, the Give people back to them. are either dead or prisoners. Well, so we'll hold on to it. We, and if well, we ever see him again. Okay, that's cool. But what should we do with this in the meantime? We can't just carry this big trunk around. What else no. is in there? Well, it's just coins and jewelry and some ornaments, so Mm -hmm. you could probably easily split it up between the four of you, no problem. Let's do that. Let's do that. But I do like the idea of... of, um, Giving some of it back. I think that maybe Giving it back to people if they ever do re-inhabit this town. There's a Temple of Shantae in Daggerford. We could make a donation. Yes, we could. Okay, that's true. Yes, we could, even though Shantae is a false god find that couple with the baby and give them a little something to start restart their life yeah all right cool all right so you grab up the loot and you make your way outside and you find yourselves outside the mill and on the banks of the delambier river you see a 30 foot tall water wheel spinning and dipping into the current of the river and from here you see a large heavy chain emerge from a a building right there on the shore and it crosses the river and connects to another building on the other side and you know that the chain is being used to stop uh, boat traffic from going further down the river is it still daytime yes i think that we should wait until nightfall to take that chain and to sneak our way across to the southern side and take out what's down there are they still over there or did they leave what do we see across the river when we go out to um, the Well, I can send the owl over. Okay. You it's send true. the owl over, and it flies around. Uh, he you... doesn't like being called the owl, so oh, we'll call him by his name. Okay. sorry. So through Asilius's eyes, you see an area across the river that is a tiny extension of Jolkin. It's only several small buildings, but it's surrounded by a palisade 
and it has a log gate with a guard tower. It has a dock, but you don't see any boats. This area's only purpose seems to be an anchor point for the chain, or perhaps as a river crossing for people coming uh, from the other side, from the east. And you see one goblin in the tower and two goblins at the gate. We invite them to come over. (laughs) (laughs) We can take canoes over to the other side. Well, how swift is the river, I guess? Well, there's canoes, so it can't be that swift. Okay. So if we were to take canoes over, are, do you... Um, but you can't, yeah. Arrows flying in the daytime yeah. unless you just want to wait until nightfall, take the chain. Well, you and, paddle up river, then come down the, the shoreline on the opposite side from above. They, they probably won't see, be able to see you until you've landed and jumped out. Right, right. Uh, so we do one of two things. We either go north and go back to talk to the lady and just blow off these stupid goblins, or we go across, we kill them, and just be done with Jolkin once and for all. That's what I say. I wish there were a bridge. Have you seen the bridge? Where's what that confounded bridge? bridge? <laughs> we take the chain. Yeah, find the bridge, man. I say we blow the horn. Have them come rushing over and just kill their ass, sorry asses when they get what over. What great if idea. Just, Lord, Lord. Are we yeah. out of their bow shot? <laughs> <laughs> then we'll be like, hey, come over here. We need some help. We'll do like well, we voice could all go down to the dock and just start and just say, hey, you over there. All your buddies are dead. We killed yeah. your bosses. Take the day off. And then make them take the chain. The river is like 175 feet wide. Um, oh, you know what we could do? Well, yeah, uh, our ranged anything is not going to reach. So we right. either have to take the chain or they take the chain to us. Well, check it out. We have the chain on this side. We could break it now and eliminate the chain. Which you might- guys find that in that gray building next to the, uh, the mill, there is a mechanism for lowering the chain. Okay. If, if we drop the chain and they see that it's not there anymore, they might be like, oh shit, the jig is up and run away. Okay. We could try that and then get out onto the. Can they see a guard, can they see a guard tower from this side? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can I do a, can I make an illusion of a, of just a guy's head sticking over the side, blowing the horn and then blow the horn? So like a, like a head on a stick? Like a little goblin, like like a little a, goblin pulling the horn. Like Woo! a little paper plate with a yeah, face drawn like on that. it. Exactly. But then we blow the horn from behind there and we wait for him to come over. All right, so while you guys are engaged in arts and crafts with paper plates, we'll lower the chain. I say bring them on, but then I look to Cullen and Elric and, and you and say, um, just stick by my side. Don't need me to die. I pick up the horn and I blow. I pick up the horn and I blow the horn. Okay. There's a there's a horn in every tower. I'm like I'm done with the chatting. Yeah. Okay. Bring him on. Bring him on. <laughs> Bitches. <laughs> okay. So Esmir uh, grabs a horn from a guard tower and blows on it, and then a, a moment later, you see three goblins 
come out onto the dock over there. And they're standing on the dock there and they're looking across the river at you guys. And they watch as half of the chain slowly sinks into the water, right? Because Cullen and Elric are lowering the chain. And then um, are you guys there on your side just like yelling across at them? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you! Fart monsters! I'm gonna pull my two swords out real slow and just hold them to either side and be and be like, come at me, bro. Are you trying to persuade them to... I'm trying to intimidate them to leave. Sure. What are you gonna say to them? Well, I'm just gonna brandish my weapons and say, uh, we can do this the easy way where you live or the hard way where we come over there and kill you all. Okay, roll uh, intimidation. Okay, so with a roll of a six, you can see across the river that these goblins start grabbing their crotches and slapping their asses, and they're like, hey, whatever. But Jake, you could shoot your crossbow across there, but at disadvantage, who knows? You might hit something this time. <laughs> All right, I'm going to try it out. <laughs> yeah, that's 165 feet to that count. 160 feet, wow. So this thing will just, like, bounce off of his skull. <laughs> well, you are you have a range of 320 feet max. Holy cow. All right, well, I'm going to fire a crossbow at him. Okay. I missed. You missed. It flies past them. They're like, hey. <laughs> and All I right. yell out. That's been happening a lot lately, but your time will come. <laughs> I, I'm just going to gr- grab a canoe and start paddling. Yeah, I think that's what we're going to have to do. I can't do anything without, I got to be hand to hand. You want to get in the back or you want me to be in the front? <laughs> well, because I'll when steer, we get... I'll steer. You got firebolts. Exactly. That's what I was saying. I'll steer. I'm in the back. All right, Esmer, you want to get in the canoe? We'll, we go over I'm gonna take a chain half across, halfway across. I'm with you. I and mean, then I'm, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have my owl do it. Whatever you're doing, I'm with I'm with you, I guess. Okay then. So uh, seeing as the goblins can't get to you and they don't seem too intimidated by you, you guys hop into some nearby canoes and start paddling across the Delambier River towards them. You're digging your paddles into the flowing river as sunlight shimmers off the water and your two canoes start to draw ever nearer to the goblins who are starting to look a little nervous and they begin notching arrows into their short bows. So let's go ahead and roll initiative. All right, Jake, you're first in initiative. So we'll start the round when you're in range. Uh, for your crossbow, which is 80 feet. So everyone put yourselves 80 feet from the dock there. Right, and then I can fire a crossbow? Yep. Damn it. Yes, a two. I can't hit fucking anything. Esmir, you're up. Do you want to do a Silius? Yeah. I love that owl. Have I told you, Esmir, that I love your owl? Yes, you have. And I'm sorry. As long as bird. you don't want to try to take his the, feathers. The majestic, the majestic bird. No need now that you've given me a clue. Thank you. Oh. Damn. I missed. 
We need a ranger with a bow. All right, so, uh, Cullen, you're just paddling. Yep. Well, let's say if you're paddling and firing, you're not going to move very far. So let's say half your movement, so 15 feet. Uh, and Cullen is just in the back paddling, so you guys can move, that canoe can move 30 feet. Okay. All right, these goblins are now going to fire back. Short bow's the same as the cr- light crossbow. So he's going to fire his short bow at Jake. And misses. An arrow goes splinking into the water. Aha! Uh, goblin two is going to take a shot at Elric. And hits with a 22. Oh, come on. Uh, does three points of damage. Okay. It nicks you. Another arrow goes flying at Jake. A natural 20. Yeah, these guys are sharpshooters. Eight points of damage. Elric, you're up. Okay, it's going to be a firebolt. I'm probably going to take, well, I am going to take my action surge so I can shoot two firebolts. So I've got that guy, I got goblin number two targeted. Hit. Hit. Damage. Ah. Ah. Wounded him. All right, Just well, barely nicked him. I'll do it again. Same guy. Miss. Miss. And that's all I can do, really. Jake. Okay, so what is the... How far can I travel right now? Three squares. Three squares. Okay. On our boat, all I'm doing is paddling. And then I'm going to fire again. Miss. Yeah. Can't hit fucking anything. Pardon the fuckings, everybody. But uh, can't hit Pardon anything. the fuckings. It's that new cartoon on Saturday mornings. It's the Pardon fuckings. The fuckings. <laughs> All right, Esmir. Okay, I'm going to do the same thing. And Decilius hits. Nice. Two points of damage. And then I'm going to duck in the canoe. Okay. All right, Cullen, you're going to move forward? Yeah, 5, 10, 15. And then I'm going to say, all you know, we can all duck in the canoes. And I'm going to say, keep paddling, keep paddling. You can't paddle and duck at the same time. Okay. So an arrow goes flying towards Jake. And hits. Ooh. What the hell? Seven points of oh damage. Oh, my God. The other one continues to fire at Elric and hits and does seven points of damage. Well, I can, I can, I can, uh, as a reaction. Okay. I can cast shield. Shieldius. It says uh, uh, one reaction which you take when you are hit by an attack or targeted by the magic missile spell. An invisible barrier of magical force appears and protects you until the start of your next turn. You have a plus five bonus to armor class, including against the triggering attack, and you have no damage or magic missiles, so I have a plus five. Okay, so you get uh, seven points back, so you're back to three wound. Cool, and that's one spell slot. All right, the (laughs) other one is now going to be like, you know what? Where's this damn owl? Oh no. This keeps flying over my head trying to zap me. And he misses. Elric, you're up. Alright. Uh, oh, all I can do is uh, 
Firebolt at the same guy. Hit. Damage. Killed him. Nice. Killed him. Sweet. That was awesome. <laughs> Come on, Jake. Let's hit something before the before the episode's over. Come on, buddy. I can't hit anything, it seems. What's the range on your sacred flame? Sacred flame is 60 feet, and I can hit him with that. And I'm, but they're very dexterous, so I'm gonna try it anyway. Don't care at this point. Agma, help me. Hit. No, oh no, he succeeds. Oh, he succeeded. I don't. I can't hit. You see, that's the point. I'm not here to hit. I'm here to bless and to guide and to heal and to do nothing else. <laughs> because apparently, Agma is 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 nothing more than a hemorrhoid to me at this point. Esmir. They plan. Don't have to do that. Different goblin. Hit. Oh, one point of damage. What's with these damage rolls? Well, only one. What is? At least you hit. Hit <laughs> <laughs> him twice to get anywhere. I would give anything to give one point of damage right now. <laughs> All right, Colin, you're up. What are you gonna do? All I'm doing is pass. Five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty. All right, well, they're going to go after the guy that's paddling. <laughs> Why? Oh, a natural 20. Oh, man, that's BS. Eight points of damage. I'm telling you, man, these these are their elite bowmen. That's why they've got the... <gasps> they're just lucky Oops. goblins. And the other one fires, too. They're like, that guy over there, he's getting too close. And this one misses. Ooh, almost... Okay, so you guys are making your way towards these goblins on the eastern shore of the river there. And these goblins, uh, they've been doing a good job of pelting you guys with arrows as you approach. But they're starting to get nervous as you get closer and closer, especially now that one of their buddies has been fried by a firebolt. Uh, Jake, so Jake is in his canoe paddling and firing off crossbow bolts and Esmir is paddling and ducking in her canoe while telepathically commanding AC to attack the goblins. And Elric is in the front of his canoe paddling and letting loose firebolts while Colin is in the back of the canoe just fiercely digging and paddling and his canoe has pulled ahead and is now at the dock. And Elric, it's your turn. All right. How close are we to the dock? You're right next to it. You're in the front of the canoe, so it's touching the dock. All right, so getting out of the canoe, that would take my entire action, wouldn't it, to jump out onto the dock. And that would take also an athletics check, would it? It is a wobbly canoe. (laughs) So what kind of check would I have to make? Athletics, uh, acrobatics, keep your balance. Acrobatics, skills, acrobatics. I jump out of the canoe. Oh yeah, no problem. 19. All right, so you stand up and push off the canoe and propel yourself up onto the dock. And in doing so, the canoe heaves from your leap and begins to wobble. So Cullen, I need you to make a dexterity check to keep the canoe from flipping over. Yeah, of course. You gotta hold the canoe still. What did I say to to deserve this? How did I infuriate the powers that be? 
<laughs> okay, Cullen, you're in the back of the canoe, and you watch as Elric suddenly stands up and leaps from the canoe. The canoe lurches, and you desperately try to keep it steady, but with a roll of a six, the canoe wobbles and then flips to one side, Oops. and you fall into the water. Oh. Take the boundary waters. Maybe I should have stayed in the water. Okay, Jake, from your canoe, you see Elric leap up onto the dock, and then a moment later, his canoe rolls over into the river, taking Cullen with it. What do you do? All right, is there any way that I can move more than 15 feet, even though that, or is it because... Um, no, 15 feet. That's it, huh? Yep. 5, 10... Because Esmir's paddling half the time and ducking the other half the time. Gotcha. Um, I am going to chuck a guiding bolt, since I've got spells again, onto Goblin 3. And miss. <laughs> you rolled a two. Oh, oh I God. know what I rolled. He hasn't rolled higher than a seven. <laughs> oh I, 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 in, in two, two weeks, not one hit. As me. Oh, it's so funny, actually. It's not at all. Trust me. I'm going to do the same thing. Uh, hit. He killed it. Nice. <laughs> nice. Wow! Good job! I'm gonna be dead before we even get on the I see you were on target. Spot on! Except you did shock you. Oh, you were doing a Silius again, correct? Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Mm-hmm. I'm in a canoe. Cool. I'm relaxing in the back of the canoe. <laughs> I'm just trying to. While everybody else is running anything. towards guys with bows, <laughs> I'm just ducking and having my owl fly around. And- All right, Cullen, so you're out, all out paddling towards a dock, dodging arrows along the way. When suddenly, without warning, Elric leaps from the canoe to the dock. Next thing you know, you're in the river. You come to the surface and try to pull yourself out of the river and onto the dock. Give me an athletics check. Okay, no problem. You roll the 16. You easily pull yourself up onto the dock and you're dripping wet. Now the remaining goblin is panicking. Oh shit! And it aims its bow at the human who just leapt up onto the dock. You ducked it, a somersault, <laughs> Yeah, and it's gonna take a shot at you, Elric. As wait it, a minute! Wait a minute! It's, is it my turn or his turn? It's my turn, it's, right? That was your turn. Well, I could use my axe and surge. Okay. So I could Basically. throw an axe at him. Okay. So at disadvantage. Why would it be disadvantage? Well, what's the distance? It's 20 or 60. Uh, so anything past 20 feet is disadvantage. Ah, oh, shit. Okay, I'll go again, and if it's the miss, we'll take that. Oh, it's even better. All right, you hit. Nice job. All right, cool. So, Elric, you've somersaulted onto the dock, <laughs> then heard a splash behind you. <laughs> then as you menacingly walk towards the last goblin, a wet axe goes spinning past you and hits the goblin just as it releases an arrow at you. And hit for maximum damage, eight points. And now it's your turn. All right. Um... You know what? Instead of trying to close with him, I'm going to try to shoot a fireball at him. All right. And a miss. 
You but still, still movement. Five, ten, fifteen. Jake, here's your last chance to hit something in Julkin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just walking towards him. <laughs> it truly is pathetic, right? I miss. miss. Oh. That's Jolkin is. I'm not supposed to hit anything in Jolkin. Do you miss again? You know what? I'm starting to think that this lady of the wood has put a some kind of freaking thing on me with Bewitched. with with the help of Agma. All life is precious. You will hit nothing. All right, Esmir, you are up. All right, so Asilius goes swooping down on the goblin. And hits. Oh, sweet. Kill him. Killed him. Yes. Yay. Yay. Don't send a priest to do a job that a bird can do. Now we're going all the way back. Ah, turn this canoe around. Is it okay if we take a short rest? I need to take a short rest and burn a hit die. Why don't we go all the way back to the lady and hang out and take a long rest? He's got to dry off. We we got to hang up your clothes. We got to find a way to get back across the river. I think the canoe went spinning on down the river. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. You guys could fit into that one canoe. Esmir's small. Anybody got a towel? So what do you guys want to do? We want to go back to the other side of the river and back into Jolkin and cross Jolkin and go and see the Lady of the Woods. Before we leave this side of the river, we should lower the chain on this side of the river as well. That way people can pass down the river. All right, cool. So you guys take a short rest here. So go ahead and roll any hit die if you want to heal up. And during your short rest, you lower the chain into the river, allowing free passage down the Delambir. And you search this little outpost of Jolkin, um, but you don't find anything of import or value. Um, though you do find some coinage on the dead goblins. And I'll, I'll put that in your inventory. Okay, so you guys all hop back into the remaining canoe and make your way back across the Shining River to the lowest part of Jolkin there that sits right on the banks of the river. And you beach the canoe and uh, start to make your way down the road, leaving empty Jolkin behind. And you head back through the now farmless fields and into the woods. Eventually, you make your way off the road and head into the forest. Soon you see the familiar sight of many small woodland creatures gathering around you, and you follow them to Oifanen's Grove. Oifanen. Oifanen. Soon you come upon a beautiful glade ringed by ancient oak trees, and there are your horses. They look well-rested and well-fed, and it almost seems like they're disappointed to see you. Aw, long face. Come on, it's me. <laughs> Why the long face? Long face. Is, cephal- is his syphilis better? It's syphilis. Uh, it's syphilis. It's syphilis. It's his syphilis feeling better. Then, from the corner of your eye, a figure appears from behind one of the ancient oaks, and it is the dryad, Oifanen. Oifanen? 
What's up, girl? And I want everyone to make a wisdom saving throw. Wisdom She says, Welcome back, brave adventurers. I'm so glad you have made it back safely. Especially you, brave fighter of the Clan McGregor. <laughs> and Cullen, you did not save against her feyish charms and are now quite smitten with Oifanen and feel so deeply happy to be back in her presence. She's mine. <laughs> oh boy, here we go. <laughs> what news do you bring of Jolkin? What about the villagers? Did you deal with the evil goblin menace? They're gone. They've been extinguished. We have cleared the town of their filth, and now we need to, to plan our next step. Unfortunately, no one was left in the, in the city, in the town. I feared as much when I saw them being marched away in chains. Disgusting. I wonder if the, the poor refugees huddling outside of Daggerford could take up living in this place, or is it ruined for all time? Well, I'm just wondering how well guarded are the people that have now been marched away. Is that our next step, to get the people of Jokin back to their hometown? Our next step is to go and meet, I think it's to go and meet Sir Istable. Well, those are next steps. But now you must rest. You look exhausted and wet. <laughs> Take off your packs. Lay down your weapons. You are safe here. Relax and rest. Oifanen, thank you for the gift. It was just... Magical and beautiful. Ooh, I'm so glad it was useful. I knew a forest gnome would make good use of it. Oh, yes. And my friend Borbor, Badge Badge, they were so much fun to hang out with. And they were very helpful. Yes, yes. The creatures of the forest will always lend a helping hand, especially to those who love and respect them. Okay. Awesome. All right, so what's our next, I mean, well... Can I make, can I make dinner for everyone? I'm a good care. cook. That would be fantastic. That'd be nice. But I also asked Oifanen if I can forage in her forest, and I can forage some things and make some dishes from my parrot from my home homeland. Yes, yes, please. For all that you have done for us, the bounty of this forest is open to you. Okay, you're gonna make a nice vegan dinner. <laughs> All right, very nice. So the sun is set and it's a calm night here in Oifanian's Grove. There's an opening in the oak canopy above you and the stars are out and twinkling bright. And you guys are sitting around a nice campfire, eating a nice vegan meal prepared by Esmir and perhaps discussing your plans or discussing the highlights of your first successful quest. To find our main goal, we need to go back and meet up with Sir Istival so we can find out what, uh, so we can help him. It's a four day journey back to Daggerford overland. Is that what we intend to do? Yeah, we can't take our horses on the canoes. That's true. So. so that's what we pretty much intend to do. Well, you, if you leave here, you'll camp here for the night. 
and then your next campsite will be at the ridge. Right. And oh, okay, then, yeah. And then from there, your next campsite will be at the next ridge. Okay. And then you can either then head south back to Daggerford, or you could do the side quest and head north to the ruins of Harpshield Castle, where you got that map from Philvin Dorson. I would like to do that, to tell you the truth. So I, we pull forth the map drawn for us to the ruins of Harpshield Castle. So what say you? Well, we're in the neighborhood. You mean yeah. to go to Harpshield Castle? Why don't you stop off at like where Flotion Estate is and head north through the... Oh, we, the, the map will show us exactly how to get there from here, but... Mm, but you would guess elevator. you would guess that you would probably camp before you went down the ridge, the second ridge, to the yeah. Flotion Estate, and then you'd right. start to head north. Right, and cut straight across. Right. So a two-day journey. That would be, wouldn't that be a one-day journey? It would be three days to get har- from here to get to Harpshield Castle. It's you guesstimate three days. Three days, okay. We still have. We were able to renew our rations a couple of times along the way, so we have. We should have plenty of rations. I have eight days of rations, so that's enough to get us there and back to Daggerford. Rogio, let's go. Okay, great. So you guys uh, settle down and finally get your first peaceful rest in several days, sleeping on soft moss in a friendly dryad's grove rather than crammed in a pantry or uh, barricaded (laughs) in an inn. And you wake up the next morning well-rested and prepare to head out. Is there, uh, what do you guys need to do to get ready? Well, I'm going to um, take out my gray bag of tricks and uh, throw out my floof ball. Oh, you rolled a giant rat. Mm, Oh, hey, ho, whoa, what's that thing? (laughs) Ratty. Okay. So it has pack tactics. The rat has advantage on attack roll against a creature if at least one of the rat's allies is within five feet of the creature and the ally isn't incapacitated. Okay. Pack tactics. So it can um, get advantage of its fighting next to one of you guys. I have to come up with a name for him. I also have some type of uh, uh, ritual I have to perform. Oh yeah, you could do your fine familiar ritual and uh, get yourself uh, familiar like Esmir. Okay, might as well, just for uh, snits and giggles. All right. And I have to re-roll my portent after a long rest. It expires. Correct. So even though I didn't use them, I have to re-roll them. Correct. So Elric, what kind of familiar are you going to conjure up? Oh, a raven. You're going to call him Nevermore? Nevermore. No, I'm just going to call him Raven. So when he does something cute, are we just going to have to say, that's so Raven? Uh. (laughs) Call him Ray Ray. So the raven has mimicry. It can mimic simple sounds as it has heard, such as a person whispering, a baby crying, or an animal chittering. A creature that hears the sound can tell they are an imitate in imitations with a successful DC-10 insight check. Okay. 
So you can mimic, have your raven mimic things. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. And it can fly 50 battle. feet, and it can do the exact same things that Asilius can do. So now Asilius has a little buddy. Nice. Cool. Okay, so uh, you guys see Elric over there again, sitting cross-legged with some little bones and some sticks of wood, and he's meditating and saying some things, and Esmir standing over his shoulder going, No, not just just like I taught you. Just <laughs> just repeat the words I just told you. And he's over there, and she's kind of... And then I tell him, and I also tell him to my... My technique with magic is to always add stuff in that's not part of the spell, just to make it look fancy. Well, he's a newbie now. Don't confuse him. Yeah, yeah. Well, if you want to be awesome like me, then you have to do it the way I do it. <laughs> and then suddenly, out of the circle of uh, uh, runes and stuff that he's uh, uh, sprawled into the ground... Uh, appears out of a portal. A little portal opens up and out flies this black raven. And it just... And it flies up onto his shoulder. Good job, kids. Thank you. All right, so you guys finish up your morning rituals and you load up your horses and Oifanen appears from out of the trees to bid you farewell, as do many small woodland critters that gather all around you. And Oifanyan says, On behalf of myself and all the creatures of this glade, thank you for ridding us of this goblin menace. And we bid you good luck in your travels. And remember, only you can prevent forest fires. (laughs) Safe travels and good luck. And she gives a special wink to Cullen and Jake. Thank you for being such a kind host. And I'm going to use my thaumaturgy and I'm going to make my pupils little red hearts (laughs) as I say goodbye. And then they're going to go back to normal and I'm going to look at all the little furry critters that are sitting there kind of with their folded hands looking up at us. And and I'm going to wish them all blessings from Agma. Bless you all, little woodland creatures. Thank you for being so kind. I, 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 I will have a hard time leaving this place. It is like home to me now. See? You see what the magic does? You guys will be fine. I'll, the, I'll take a picture of her and you guys can look at it. It's the spectral woman of the wood. She's enchanted you. And it's wonderful, isn't it? <laughs> and I have to grab I have to grab Jake and Cullen by their collars and be like, come on, mm. lover boys. Let's get going. Okay, okay. <laughs> yep, yep, Papa. I turn long face and off we trot. Okay. Okay. So you guys exit the woods and take the road north to reach the Delambeer route. The morning air is crisp and fresh as the sun rises into a clear blue sky. Soon you reach the Delambeer route and take it west going back the way you came. Your travels this day are uneventful, and as the sun gets low on the horizon, you arrive at the second ridge you encountered on your way to Jolkin, and you make camp at the exact campsite you made only about five days ago. The evening is also quiet and uneventful, 
and the next morning you head down the switchback trail and then continue west on the Delambier route. Again, you travel during a beautiful day without incident and you arrive at the first ridge you encountered and here on top of the ridge, you make camp. And sitting around a campfire on this high ridge, you pull out the map Elric won at the Lady Luck Tavern and begin planning your trek north. Soon you turn in for the night, the constellations spin around you as you lay in your bedrolls and ponder the wisdom of following a map from a questionable source. Will this map lead you to fortune or ruin? Or will it just be a complete waste of time? Eventually you fall asleep and dream of ancient treasures and mountains of gold. The next morning you wake with the rising sun and prepare for your journey north. Um, so okay. another, Mark, another day went by. Yes. So technically the rat disappeared. Correct. At yes. So should I roll again? Sure. It's a new day. Are there any fruit trees around? I could pick an apple for Longface. Uh, roll perception. You could probably, you could probably also re-roll your portents since it's a new day. Yeah. Badge, badge. Badge, badge is back. What's up, badge, badge? What's up, You find plenty of, uh, you find a little grove. Nice. With lots of apples for long face. Nice. Ah. Get some for uh, flippy clap. Bucephalus. Bucephalus and Papa. Pick apples for all of our friends, all of our little long face friends. Um, Praise be Dogma. Thank you for the apples. Yes. I'm gonna okay. re-roll. I'm gonna roll my poor tents again. So I think that we should stay on the top of the ridge and head north. Up in the- <laughs> At some point, the map's going to kick in, right? It's going to show us how to get through this wild land to, you know, there's got to be some old trail. Ah, cool. I I got a two and a 20. Oh, that's perfect. Oh, nice. Cool. So you you want a low roll on your second one? Well, I could give the low roll to someone that's going to hit me. Ah, got you. Can I add some extra apples to my bag? Sure. How many apples should I get? We've got, what, four horses? I'll take 12. Enough for three days. A treat each day. All right, so you start heading north following the map, and you find a path that follows the ridge. You surmise that this path was once a road centuries ago that bordered the Delambirium, and perhaps was a main route to Harpshield Castle. And now, it's barely an overgrown path. Looking west over the ridge, you pass by the Flotian Estate, way down below you. It's slow going. In many places, you have to walk your horses through the thick overgrowth that you have to, you know, bushwhack through. But the map always gets you back on the path. But finally, in the late afternoon, you crest a hill, and in the distance, you see the edge of a large forest 
and you know that that is the Ardeep Forest. And in the center of this thick forest rises a large hill. It pokes out of the dark trees and into the light of day. And according to the map, the ruins of Harpshield Castle sits on top of that hill. So bolstered by this sight, you continue on. And by sunset, you reach the edge of the Ardeep Forest. Can we jump down and scan the trail before darkness and see if anybody's come through here recently? I can send a Silius. You can send a raven there. See if orcs have been trottling along here, trundling. Okay, uh, roll me a survival check. Oh, I thought... No, I was going to send the Silius. That's fine. Um, But but Cullen is uh, sniffing on the ground and checking out the trail and looking at the dirt. Okay, so Cullen, with that survival check, uh, you don't notice anything along this trail that seems... um, out of the ordinary. So now, Esmir and Elric, you're sending forth your familiars? Yes. Yeah. And be like, all right, I'm going to show them how to do it. Okay, cool. So you two sit on the ground across from each other, and Elric, your eyes roll back into your head, and you're like, uh, this is weird, as you begin to perceive through your raven, and Esmir through her owl. So the familiars take off and fly over the forest and the surrounding area near you. Through their eyes, you see that this forest is ancient. Its trees are huge and their canopies are thick. Much of the setting sunlight is unable to penetrate this thick roof. What you do see before the sun sinks below the horizon is that the hill is about a mile and a half away from you and that there is definitely some kind of structure atop the protruding hill and that smoke rises from the structure. You also see smoke rising from the forest in the same direction, but only about three quarters of a mile away. Okay. So I think uh, it'll take you a while to get anywhere in these woods, uh, especially in the dark and without dark vision. So maybe camp before proceeding. It's been a long day. You guys are pretty tired? Yeah. Okay. So the question is, do you want to head into the forest to make camp, or do you want to camp on the outskirts of the forest? I don't, I don't really know if we want to camp out in the forest itself, just right on the edge. Yeah, that's fine. Now, do we want to forego a fire? I think, yeah, it doesn't really... I mean, it, it's nice for convivial hanging out, but it's really not necessary to sleeping. And it's definitely yeah. and it's, it's definitely cold. something it's that everybody can see. Yeah, why call attention to ourselves? Yeah, I, we know orcs patrol these woods. Plus, we should probably wake up like forty-five minutes or an hour before dawn just to make sure yeah. you know we're well shut in place before they daybreak. And we're okay. gonna take turns. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yes. So we need and, a um, marching order of watches. Also, I volunteer to go last or first or oh. whatever is convenient. I'll go first. Can I also 
have my badger walk around the woods a little bit. He has dark vision. So I would say, badge, badge. Or chappity chip in the woods. <laughs> no one's going <laughs> to... Go chappity chip in the woods. Go chappity chip in the woods and see what you see. And you come back and you talk. Chappity chip. Right, so I guess I'll go second on watch. Okay. Which means Esmir will go third. All right, so Esmir sends Badge Badge into the forest to Chippity Chip, which I guess is forest gnome for scout the area. (laughs) And you guys begin to prepare uh, for a long rest. The darkening blue sky turns to a brilliant purpley pink and the silhouettes of our deep's ancient and towering trees loom over you as Elric prepares for first watch, while the rest of you begin to tuck yourselves into your bedrolls. When suddenly, from inside the woods, echoes a piercing screech that sounds like the call of a badger in trouble. Whatever a badger screaming sounds like. It must sound heinous. And so our adventurers leave Tolkien behind and follow a map in search of ancient treasure. Along the way, they settle down for a much-needed rest. But alas, their rest is interrupted. Badge Badge is in trouble. What's happening in the darkening woods? Will Badge Badge survive? Will Jake's luck change outside of Joken? And what will happen if Jake doesn't get his long rest? Well, who knows? Tune in next week to find out on Roll Radio. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to Roll Radio. All right. So the players have finished Jolkin and have learned a little more about the bigger story happening along the Sword Coast here. And well, we're 12 episodes into this story, and we hope you're enjoying it. And if you are, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. Tell us and others what you think to help us you know, spread the word and reach more role-playing fans out there. Right? We know they're out there. And while you're out there clicking links, head over to RollRadio.com and check out the links to all the people who help make this podcast come to life like Andrew Capone, who composed and produced the Roll Radio theme music, and Sirenscape, where I get all the amazing sound effects and background music, and of course, Wizards of the Coast, who keep D&D so much fun with the 5th edition rules and the Scourge of the Sword Coast module. Again, thanks for listening, everybody, and tune in next time as the players take a stab at treasure hunting perhaps just being stabbed. I don't know.